Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church around the world celebrates the great feast of Pentecost. Now, our church celebrates three major feasts every liturgical year, and it corresponds to each person of the Holy Trinity. Christmas is the feast of the Son, being born into this world to save the world. Easter is the feast of the Father, calling the Son back to life. Pentecost is the feast of the Holy Spirit, giving birth to our church. Now notice how the birth of our church comes about in the Gospel. It says, Jesus breathed upon the apostles and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus gives the apostles, the church, that divine breath of life. Where else do we see that divine breath of life being used to bring about life? Well, Genesis chapter 2, the story of creation. It says, The Lord formed man out of clay from the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Well, this demonstrates that God and God alone is the source of life for us individually, but also the life of our church. Now next in the Gospel, when the apostles received the Holy Spirit, Jesus gives them their first gift of the Holy Spirit, and that is to forgive sins. So it begs the question, why that? Of all the gifts that Jesus could have given them, he gives them the gift to forgive sins. Now remember, everything Jesus does and says is very intentional. So Jesus intended to give the apostles the, the ability to forgive sins as their first gift. Now why is that? He could have given the apostles the gift of healing, which would have brought many people into the church. He could have given the apostles the gift of prophecy and preaching, which again would have helped them to evangelize the world. But the first gift he gives them to forgive sins. Why? Because Jesus' ministry was all about that. It was all about mercy and reconciling the entire world back to the Father. And now that will continue with the apostles and the church. See, Jesus distributes God's divine forgiveness to the world, now to the church. It is the church that is going to be the instrument of God's mercy and forgiveness, as well as healing. But there are other gifts that the Holy Spirit will bestow upon the apostles. Turn to the first reading from Acts of the Apostles. The apostles receive the gift of speaking in different languages. Now, it's so interesting, the apostles were never trained or taught to speak these different languages. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, now they can. Later on in Acts of the Apostles, Peter and Paul will be given the gifts to heal people. Again, they're doing something that they never thought possible, but only through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, we can only imagine 
how the apostles must have felt, a sense of excitement, knowing the Holy Spirit is working in and through them. And, and most importantly, Jesus has the confidence in the apostles to begin the church in this world and continue his ministry. Now turn to that second reading from Paul. Paul speaks about the different gifts of the Holy Spirit. Paul refers to them as charisms, gifts specifically given to build up or strengthen our church. In Romans, he will specify exactly what those gifts are. Healing, teaching, prophesizing, preaching, administration. Now, where are those gifts most clearly seen, or maybe even more easily seen? In the lives of saints. The saints essentially recognize the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given them, and they dedicated their entire life to using those gifts to better or build up and strengthen our church. I'll give you some examples. Take St. Francis Xavier. He was ordained right with his close friend, Ignatius of Loyola, who established the Jesuits. Now, St. Francis always had a desire for missionary work, to travel throughout the world and help people come to know who Christ was. Well, first he traveled to India, then to Malaysia, then over to Japan. Now, he was never taught to speak the different languages and dialogues that are associated with the people of these different countries. Yet it is said that when he stepped foot on the shore of any country, he immediately knew the language and the dialect of that land. Well, that was the gift of the Holy Spirit for him, and he used it. He used it to bring Jesus Christ to people who didn't know God. How about St. Catherine Drexel, the first American-born saint? She was born into a very prominent and wealthy family in Philadelphia during the 19th century. She dedicated her life to serving the Native Americans and the African Americans of the United States. She first founded her own order, the Sisters of the Blessed Sacrament, and then she donated her inheritance of $20 million. Now, in this day and age, that would be worth probably around $500 million. And she spent the rest of her life establishing schools and clinics in the south and the southwestern parts of the United States to help those people. She used the gifts of the Holy Spirit to help those people in our country. Now, we too have been given gifts. When God created us, before we were even born, he bestowed the gifts of the Holy Spirit upon us. And at the time of our baptism, the Holy Spirit rushed into our soul and stirred up those gifts, such that as we grew up, we, with the help of our family and our friends, we recognize what those gifts are. Now, there are many different gifts, maybe teaching, maybe administration, artistic. Maybe we can paint or sing or play an instrument, or maybe we're just a people person Paul says there are different forms of service, but the same Lord. Well, we all have different gifts, but the source, nonetheless, is the same, the Holy Spirit. Now, Paul continues in that second reading. He says, To each individual, the manifestation of the Spirit is given some benefit. Well, Paul is telling us these gifts given to us 
are not for our own personal benefit or our own personal gain. They're for the express purpose of building up and strengthening our church. Next, he gives us that analogy of the the parts in the body. Well, the many parts are us as individual people. And the body essentially is us coming together as a collective whole, being the church. Now, stop and think about that analogy from St. Paul. Think about a very healthy person. Why are they healthy? Well, because all of their muscles, their bones, their tissues, their organs, they're all in harmony with each other. They're not working against each other or independent of each other, but they're all working with each other. And in doing so, the person's body is healthy. Well, apply that now to our church. You know, we are all individuals. We all have gifts. And yet when we function as a collective whole, in harmony with one another, with the same design or the same goal, which is to build up and strengthen our church, then we all benefit by that. Then yes, we have a healthy church. The apostles did it. The saints did it. Now we have to continue to do it ourselves. And yet it all first starts with prayer. That's exactly what the apostles were doing before they received the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Remember last week, after Jesus ascended back into heaven, it says the apostles were in the temple day and night, continuously worshiping and praising God. Well, prayer is the proper disposition to open us up to the guiding of the Holy Spirit so that we not only know the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but we know how to apply them in our church. The last thing that Paul says in the second reading, he says, attend to the needs of the church. Well, he's telling us, in fact, he's even charging us or commanding us to share, to apply the gifts we have given for the benefit of the church. And so, maybe you have a passion for social justice. Good. Join the Human Concerns Committee of your parish. Maybe you enjoy teaching. Fantastic. Become a catechist and join faith formation. Be able to pass on the faith to our children. Maybe you have a talent for just working outside, landscaping. Good. Join the Building and Grounds Committee. Maybe you are a people person. You love socializing. Well, go and visit the parishioners in your parish that are in hospitals or in nursing homes. Friends, today we celebrate the great feast of the Holy Spirit, in which the Holy Spirit descends upon the apostles and our church springs into life. And we recognize the power of the Holy Spirit working from the very beginning of our church, the conception, and now in us, in the 21st century, in and through us, in our church. And we also recognize our commitment to share the gifts that have given to us by God, for the express purpose of strengthening our church, now and always. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.